Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on August 5th, 2022 from my home studio here in Columbia. Because if you haven't noticed, my voice sounds different because I'm congested because I have COVID-19, folks. I know. Big reveal. More on that in the wind down. But I do want to say some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. The COVID is still here, though. That's that's here for now. In this episode, we look at the latest involving Senator Lindsey Graham's subpoena drama with authorities in Georgia. We catch you up on movements in Washington, including legislation involving healthcare benefits for veterans exposed to toxins, as well as the Democrats' massive climate and healthcare bill. In business, we have unemployment numbers and the latest on energy prices. And in medical, we continue to look at monkeypox and the state's strategy to combat it. Also, we want to hear your stories. That's why we have a voicemail box set to hear from you about your life during these tricky times and certain times for sure. Leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Include your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on in your world. Maybe you got COVID again like I have. Here we are. That BA4, BA5 strain's coming for you. That's why you should be wearing masks, which is what I wasn't doing when I had jury duty this past week. Nevertheless, let us know your stories. It's August. The dog days are almost here. 803-563-7169. When are the dog days? Okay, never mind. We are in the dog days of summer, July 3rd through August 11th. Wow, no wonder it's been so hot. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is medium, according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. For the week ending July 30th, there were 14,967 cases reported, which is down 14% week over week. There were also 13 deaths. Now, on average last week, 582 South Carolinians were hospitalized with COVID-19, 81 were in intensive care, and 23 were on ventilators. All those metrics are up week over week. Currently, 52.6% of eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated, and only 18.1% of kids aged 5 through 11 are fully vaccinated. Leading off our politics section, Politico reports that there will be a hearing next Wednesday involving Senator Lindsey Graham's motion to quash a special grand jury subpoena as part of an investigation by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. A central focus of her investigation was Trump's now infamous January 2nd, 2021 call to Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, asking him to, quote, find 11,780 votes, quote, for him. Graham, who was Senate Judiciary Committee chairman at the time, called Raffensperger as well, apparently in an effort to ask Raffensperger to toss out some 2020 ballots. Graham has characterized the call as benign, but Willis said his recollection was not consistent with accounts of the call from Raffensperger and his top deputy, Gabriel Sterling. Political reports that Graham has resisted the summons, citing speech and debate protections for members of Congress, among other concerns. The speech and debate protections, however, did not apply to the grand jury subpoena, according to Willis's filing, because the privilege did not extend to third-party crimes not related to legislative actions. We'll find out more on Wednesday. Sticking with Senate Republicans, they backtracked this week after coming under immense fire for stopping the House-approved burn pit bill last week, after they previously supported a version of it in June. The bill expands health care for veterans exposed to toxic substances while on active duty. 
25 Republicans voted to block the bill, including Senator Tim Scott, who previously voted for it. Republicans cited budgetary issues, among others, on the bill's second trip to the floor. Of course, the bill then passed this Tuesday, 86 to 11, with Scott's support, even though no funding changes were made to it. The bill expands healthcare access to veterans who are exposed to toxins like Agent Orange and burn pits to the tune of $278 billion over 10 years, a massive expansion of Veterans Affairs benefits. Now, it's worth noting that in our House congressional delegation, only Republican representatives Nancy Mace and Tom Rice joined Democratic Whip Jim Clyburn in supporting the measure. Republicans Jeff Duncan, Ralph Norman, William Timmons, and Joe Wilson opposed the bill, which creates a fund to ensure that veterans suffering from toxic exposures will get care as well as extend the eligibility so that younger veterans qualify. The bill also allows military veterans harmed by contaminated water at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune in North Carolina to file lawsuits against the federal government, overriding state law that limits claims after 10 years. I'm sure you've seen the commercials on TV about this. Now, water contamination was an issue on the base from 1953 to 1987, affecting some 900,000 people. Now, hours before that vote last week, West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced an agreement on a health care and climate and tax package totaling $700 billion. This angered some Republicans who thought the Democrats' plan would be much narrower. The Inflation Reduction Act bill now includes concessions to the fossil fuel industry, thanks to Manchin, but would also slash greenhouse gas emissions to roughly 40% below 2005 levels by 2030. There's $369 billion in the bill that represents the largest investment in energy and climate programs in U.S. history. Arizona Democrat Kirsten Sinema also jumped on board this week after party leaders agreed to change new tax proposals at her request, according to CNN. The bill also extends expiring health care subsidies for three years and gives Medicare the power for the first time to negotiate drug prices. Democrats are awaiting the ruling from the Senate parliamentarian to see if the spending measure can be incorporated in the budget process, which requires a simple majority vote that will come likely this weekend. The bill would reduce the deficit by $300 billion over a decade. The measure would also raise a variety of corporate taxes, but not on Americans making less than $400,000 a year. Republicans say raising taxes elsewhere, such as a 15% minimum tax on certain corporations, will be passed along indirectly to taxpayers. Let's jump to Campaign Watch 2024. 3rd Congressional District Republican Jeff Duncan announced that former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will headline his 11th annual Faith and Freedom Barbecue beginning at 6 p.m. at the Anderson Sports and Entertainment Center in Anderson on August 22nd. This will be the second high-profile Republican event Pompeo has headlined in as many years. Last summer, he gave the keynote dinner address at the Silver Elephant, the state Republican Party's annual fundraiser. Now, Duncan's Faith and Freedom Barbecue started in 2010 and has grown into the largest annual conservative gathering in South Carolina, having featured some of the nation's top leaders as special guests. Keeping with 2024, the Associated Press reports that Democrats are poised to strip Iowa from leading off their presidential nominating process starting in 2024, as part of a broader effort allowing less overwhelmingly white states to go early and better reflect the party's deeply diverse electorate. The Democratic National Committee's rulemaking arm had planned to recommend on Friday which states could be the first four to vote, while considering adding a fifth prior to Super Tuesday, when a large number of states hold primary elections. But it delayed this decision until after November's election, 
lest it become a distraction affecting Democrats in key congressional races. Keeping with AP's reporting, this has ignited a furious push for the number one position between New Hampshire, which now goes second but traditionally kicks off primary voting, and Nevada, a heavily Hispanic state looking to jump from third to first. Now, South Carolina, where are we in this, right? Well, we have our large block of black Democrats, and we may move from fourth to third, which I'm fine with. I don't need to be first. It's nonstop when you're first and second. Look at Iowa and New Hampshire. Who cares about those states? I'm sorry. God bless those reporters out there. Now, that being said, those two states, Iowa and New Hampshire, had argued that possibly losing their positions going first and second could hurt Democrats in the state's top races especially since the Republican Party has already said Iowa will continue to lead off its 2024 primaries. God bless. Yes, yes, we're always talking about inflation and gas prices and now recession, but we just got some job numbers on Friday that show the labor market is still hot, hot, hot. Now, something you wouldn't typically see in a downturn, hmm? The U.S. economy added 528,000 jobs in July. That's more than double what economists were calling for and up from 398,000 in June, according to the Department of Labor. These gains pushed the unemployment rate down to 3.5%. This despite that the four-week average number of Americans signing up for unemployment benefits, a proxy for layoffs that smooths out week-to-week swings, rose last week to the highest level since November, though the numbers may have been exaggerated by seasonal factors, according to the Associated Press. Department of Labor Secretary Marty Walsh said in a statement, quote, This remarkable and broad-based job growth means that for the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic began, total employment has not only surpassed the level of February 2020, but reached an all-time historic high, while the unemployment rate has matched its pre-pandemic 53-year low. Quote. And some energy news on the way out. Here's a lead from a Bloomberg story this week. OPEC Plus responded to months of diplomatic efforts from U.S. President Joe Biden with one of the smallest oil production increases in its history. It continues that the cartel will add only 100,000 barrels a day of oil in September, giving a tight market extra supplies at a much slower pace than in recent months, despite pressure from the White House to help cool prices. Bloomberg adds that after Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia, U.S. officials had said they were optimistic that Riyadh and Washington were on a path toward reconciliation. During his visit, the president said he expected further steps from the kingdom in terms of oil production. And late on Tuesday, the U.S. approved the sale of $3 billion worth of weapons, including Patriot missiles to Saudi Arabia. OPEC Plus has shown some goodwill toward consumers in recent months, fast-tracking the production increases in July and August that completed the reversal of their COVID-era curbs. So, say what you want about those production increases, gas prices nationwide have declined for 50 straight days, with the national average now at $4.09 a gallon, according to Patrick DeHaan, who runs GasBuddy.com. He adds that we'll see the national average fall to $3.99 a gallon next week, and could go to $3.59 a gallon if we avoid hurricanes. Got an update for you about hurricanes on Tuesday, FYI, but we're looking at you, Mother Nature, now. (laughs) Now, AAA reports that the average price for a gallon of gas in South Carolina is $3.64, which is weird that I still keep seeing prices in the $4 range in both Richland and Lexington counties, Hmm. two counties with the lowest averages in the state. 
That's why you got to shop around, people. Now, a month ago, we were averaging $4.29 a gallon. All right, we got a big section for you where we will continue our focus on monkeypox, or MPOX as DHEC is calling it, amid international calls to the World Health Organization to rename the virus due to its discriminatory and stigmatizing name. This week, the United States declared MPOX a public health emergency, which frees up additional funding and resources to fight the virus. This declaration comes as cases surpassed 7,100 on Thursday. In South Carolina, there have only been 28 confirmed cases, but that number continues to creep up. To combat the virus, DHEC began a subdued vaccine rollout in the state on July 24th. The federal government initially shipped 1,547 doses to the state, with an additional 5,186 that the state health agency will request in subsequent phases. Dr. Linda Bell, state epidemiologist, said that the allocation was based on the estimated population at risk, and it's waiting on a formula of 75% for disease burden and 25% for the at-risk population. Now, current supply depends on how rapidly the disease spreads in the state, primary prevention, and getting close contacts vaccinated. But unlike other states, there's currently no waiting list in South Carolina for the vaccine. Here's Dr. Bell giving an overview of the disease and the current threat it poses. Mpox can be spread through prolonged face-to-face contact, prolonged skin-to-skin contact, including sexual contact, and less commonly, through contaminated materials such as clothing or linens from an infected person. It is close, intimate contact that is driving the outbreak currently. And contact with things in the environment, such as doorknobs or handrails, are not a risk at this time. And it's unlikely that someone could get MPOX through routine community activities like going to grocery stores or restaurants or something like being in an elevator with someone. The risk to the general public is low. And the likelihood of of widespread disease is low because the virus is not easily spread. However, anyone can get monkeypox or mpox, and people should avoid close skin-to-skin contact with an infected person or personal items contaminated with the virus that causes mpox. In the current national and international outbreak, most but not all mpox cases have occurred among social and sexual networks of men who have sex with men, or MSMs. And South Carolina's profile follows that pattern. Good hand hygiene is incredibly important still, Dr. Bell added. We have to keep washing our hands, folks. Use that hand sanitizer drilled into your minds. If we learn anything from COVID, hand hygiene. Now, vaccine is available to at-risk populations, specifically men who have sex with men, and meet certain criteria, such as being with a partner who has been exposed to MPOX or with someone from a region where it is spreading. I asked Dr. Bell whether the state should be conserving this limited vaccine supply for South Carolina residents. But like how our COVID vaccines were available to others, so too is the Ampox vaccine. When we're concerned about disease spread, we don't want to focus on these geographic or administrative boundaries. If there's someone in South Carolina who may be a close contact to a case, we would do all we can to make sure that they're vaccinated promptly to prevent spread that this is a public health effort to prevent spread wherever it occurs. So we're not as much focused on who's a resident of where. Um, We want to make sure that the vaccine is readily available. 
We are um, uh, making these vaccination clinics available to people who call in and meet the criteria that I mentioned earlier. We're not asking them to attest to the fact or, or show evidence that they are a South Carolina resident. We're mostly concerned about disease containment around the contacts of known cases or those who may have participated in activities that could have increased their risk of exposure. Dr. Bell said if folks have symptoms or are concerned that they may have been exposed, they should seek medical care. There have been some serious cases in the state, and the antiviral T-pox has been used to treat some of those cases to shorten the course of illness and abate severe conditions. There have been individuals hospitalized for pain control, Dr. Bell said, and no healthcare workers have tested positive at this point. Okay, so what to do if you think you've been exposed versus having symptoms? Here's Dr. Bell. Well, let's make a distinction between people who have been ex- who potentially have been exposed and people who are actually having symptoms. So individuals who are actually having symptoms and are concerned that they may have been exposed and their symptoms are a result of that exposure, they should seek medical care. And transmission within a medical facility, there's a low risk for that. In fact, we are not aware of any healthcare workers who have um, become infected by providing care for individuals. So again, close, prolonged skin-to-skin contact is the way this is generally spread. There is um, a lower possibility of spread through contact with personal items that an individual has had direct contact with. That's unlikely to occur in a clinical setting, transmission. Now, for people who believe they have been exposed, but they're not experiencing symptoms, we have the guidelines for people who can call for an appointment at one of our clinics and see if they're eligible to be vaccinated if they're 18 years of age and older, um, if they self-attest to being in one of those risk groups for exposure, and if they've had a potential exposure within the last two weeks, they may be eligible to receive the vaccine to prevent disease occurrence. While some may think it's easy to compare MPOX to COVID, Dr. Bell says that's not an accurate comparison, as COVID spreads much easier than MPOX. We, we should not really be comparing the scenarios of those two diseases because we're looking first at COVID, a disease that was spread by respiratory transmission, relatively short duration contact, much more easily spread from person to person. Again, I want to emphasize that the way that monkeypox or mpox is spread from person to person is not likely to occur from routine activities that we would participate in in the community, including being on a college campus, attending lecture hall, attending social activities that do not involve that close skin-to-skin contact. We are working to prepare college campuses to know what to look for, but we don't want to raise any unnecessary alarm about being on a college campus. And I also want to make sure that we avoid making comparisons between how COVID is spread and how MPOX is spread. So once again, I want to emphasize that close, prolonged skin-to-skin contact with someone who has active lesions, that is really unlikely to occur, that, that kind of intimate contact in routine activities that we would participate in in the community, including on college campuses. Genios is the MPOX vaccine, and two doses are administered 28 days apart. However, with a short supply nationwide, some places like Washington and New York City are focusing on a one-dose strategy to maximize the number of folks they can vaccinate. Research shows that one dose does provide strong benefits against MPOX for an extended period of time, and that neutralizing antibodies appear within 14 days. And there is currently discussion to split that supply. 
On Thursday, FDA Commissioner Robert Califf said his agency was looking into possible solutions to increase the number of available doses of the Genios vaccine. One of those proposed solutions is dividing the current doses into fifths. Obviously, this is a rapidly changing situation, but Dr. Bell on Tuesday said second doses may be given out later than 28 days. Our strategy here is actually to administer the first dose to people who are at increased risk for recent exposure as quickly as possible. And we are um, uh, we are making appointments for those individuals to have a second dose to complete the series. However, we may need to extend that time out to receive the second dose if we have more cases that need an immediate first dose because they are known to have a recent contact. So our strategy is to use that first dose strategy, stretch that as far as we can go while we're waiting for additional doses to come in the state. And at this time, the way that the um, appointments are going, we'll just have to wait and see if we, um, we can and we do continue to have appointments available for uh, cases that meet our criteria. And um, depending on how quickly disease does or does not spread, that will dictate whether or not we need to change our vaccination strategy in the future. Now, DHEC could not provide me with vaccine data as of Friday afternoon, so I can't tell you how many doses are left or how fast they're going. But just to recap, MPOX symptoms include headache, muscle aches and backache, swollen lymph nodes, chills, exhaustion, respiratory symptoms like a sore throat or congestion, a rash that may be located on or near the genitals or anus, but could also be on other areas like the hands, feet, chest, face, or mouth. The rash will go through several stages, including scabs before healing. It can look like pimples or blisters and may be painful or itchy. You may experience all or only a few symptoms, and sometimes people get a rash first, followed by other symptoms. Others only experience a rash, and most people with monkeypox will get a rash. Some people have developed one before or without symptoms. And pox symptoms usually start within three weeks of exposure to the virus, and if someone has flu-like symptoms, they will usually develop a rash one to four days later. So again, a lot to take in there on the state's response to MPOX. And again, if you are at a high risk of exposure to MPOX, call the DHEC care line to set up a vaccine appointment at more than 14 locations across the state. That number is 1-855-472-3432. You can also find out more information on scdhec.gov mpx. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news, even though sometimes we talk about it. Now we talk about life during the pandemic and we want to hear your stories as well. Tell us how you're handling things. Talk to us about the economy, jobs. Are you moving jobs? Are you changing careers? We love hearing about these stories. Are you staying put like me and AT? Let us know. 803-563-7169. You might just end up on the pod. And by might, I mean you will. So, it's, a, it's, it's a guarantee. and Like, you're going to get on. Yeah. Okay? So please call. We're, we're down to our last call today. All right? Mm. I, spoiled your, I spoiled the question, Gavin. Ask me the question. Let's do it. Let's pretend. Let's, let's rewind. Ask again. Do we have any calls today, A.T.? <laughs> Would you believe it? We do. Oh, wow. And it's the last one. It's the last one. And oh. it's a great friend of the pod. Oh. So uh, it's, you're you going to like You have me on an emotional roller coaster in my delicate state. I know, yeah, you're you're very fragile, Gavin. He hates hearing about calls when he's sick, Ugh. but um, here he is. He's, he's persevering in the face yes, of this for pandemic. you people, for you. <laughs> anyway, Gavin, we have a call. Great friend of the pod. Uh, as I said, are you ready? Yeah, fired up. 
Okay, fired up, baby. Fired up. Hey, what's up, Gavin and AT? This is Towner McGill calling you live from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Hope you guys are having a great summer. Uh, we've definitely been having a fantastic summer. I've been kind of catching up uh, on the lead in chunks during a bunch of uh, business and personal travel this summer. I've had a, a much better experience than a lot of folks who've had tons of flight issues. Knock on wood, I've been uh, very lucky in uh, a bunch of places. I've been to Boston, Chicago, Asheville, Atlanta, Hilton Head, Key West, and now Jackson Hole. Ready to slow down a little bit, get into the uh, football season here, and watch my Georgia Bulldogs defend the national title. And uh, and hopefully, maybe uh, catch a live taping of the lead in Charleston. Need to uh, get you guys back down here again. I keep missing AT when he's at Spoleto. I want to catch up with him and have some chicken for breakfast. Anyway, other than that, just getting ready for the busy election season ahead and wanted to encourage you guys to step up your meme game. Haven't seen a lot of memes out of the leadership and the lead lately, and uh, I'd be happy to help contribute there. So keep that in mind. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Look forward to seeing you in person soon. Have a good rest of your summer. Take care. Towner, oh, calling us on vacation, nonetheless, from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Checking out the classic J-Hole. Yeah, love that, Towner. I follow him on uh, Instagram, and it looks he's always just having a great time. If you think I'm doing the vacation thing, look at Towner. I mean, of course, he's also, uh, he also makes traveling you look for like a too, homebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a regular old homebody, Gavin. Uh, Mother Nature is putting me at home right now. It said, I know you just came <laughs> back from vacation, Gavin, but we're going to put you on a, a separate vacation by giving you COVID. So you stay home now, mm-hmm. which is good in a good way. I can stay home. It's good. You know what? I'm going to go like stir crazy in rebound. one or two more days. But yeah, yeah. I'm now, glad Gavin, that I can still work. Yeah. But you mentioned this earlier that you got you think that you got this from jury. duty. So I don't want to point fingers at the municipal system, <laughs> which we are all part of. We all were the criminal justice system in the municipal municipality of Richland County. Um, but it, it's it, I, I can't exactly say that's what it was from. I was with a couple hundred people being shuffled around without a mask on, so my bad. Mm-hmm. I definitely should have been wearing a mask considering how high spread has been recently. Uh, that being said, if I did get it there, it was worth it because I got an incredible <laughs> shout-out from one of our listeners, Circuit Court, ju- yeah, Circuit yeah. Court Judge Robert Hood. Who? Yeah. So I'm going through this process. I get, you know, they go, they do a roll call, they make everyone stand up and say what their occupation is, if they have any of these conflicts, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Classic. And, uh, you know, I stand up the first time and say who I am and journalist, blah, blah, blah. So usually I'm hoping to get, like, you know, kicked out because of that. But I make it to the round of 45. It's down to, like, a group of 45 people. And then you go before the judge again and, like, the defense, the prosecution, and they try and whittle it down to get an actual jury. Because they were going to sit that jury that day. This is Monday. They were ready to roll in this child homicide case, nonetheless. And uh, it comes back to me and... I kind of noticed that the judge is like picking up on my name and saying, oh, yes, Mr. Jackson, when I would stand up to say, you know, I have brothers in law enforcement. I think I might, you know, blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. So I'm, I'm not getting it. I'm having this feeling that I'm not going to get it. Uh, but at the end, after they seat this whole jury and they're ready to roll, the judge says, and I just want to give a, a special shout out to the celebrity in the courtroom. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Like uh, Gavin Jackson, he gives the lead this wonderful shout out. It was really nice. It was very sincere, and he was, you know, praising the the media in South Carolina and how good this podcast is, how we cover the issues and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, 
I felt like, you know, my mom coming to school and saying how good of a boy I was <laughs> in front of all my friends. But uh, it was really nice, and I appreciate that. Hopefully we got we some new listeners. We, yeah. we encourage all judge to, judges to call out Gavin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, the bench loves us. I yeah. mean, it's just it's a fact. The bench loves us. So I'm sure people, was like, we got the we got the judiciary in our pocket now. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Anyone wearing robes loves this podcast. It, that, <laughs> yeah. That's just a, a broad stroke, but I think it's true. I think I can say that. Yeah, I think we can make that claim easily. Uh, but uh, I, I had a very similar experience this week. You did. Where I you know, were had out. A, yeah, you, you were out. Yes, another fan experience where. Uh, someone uh, was getting a tour through ETV and they were in radio and I was just sort of talking to them. And then it came up my job that I was the podcast guy. And I was like, yeah. And I go on the end of one and I like talk about stupid stuff like the Fast and Furious and stuff. And then the guy who was getting the tour was like, wait a second, your voice. I know you. You're on the lead. You're AT. I was like, yes, yes, yes. yes. And so I was like, shake my damn hand. And I grabbed him and I said, call in. I need you to call in <laughs> yeah. really badly. <laughs> yeah, now we're putting them on the spot to call in. And then you said you took a photo. I'm like, did you put like the peace sign up or like a high five or something like thumbs oh, up? I stood, I stood so weird. I stood, honestly. It, You're it, not used to it. It reminded me of the way the Jolly Green Giant stands. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I stood. And I was like, oh, God, that's so weird. I'm so strange. Takes, it, take, take, a lot comes with it. A lot comes mm, with it. Gosh. So Heavy I'm not going to dox the, 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 two, the two people that I talked to. But they if you want to call in and dox yourself, I would love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because uh, like we said, we got no more calls left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it was kind of a funny week there. And I, I'm looking forward to getting my $15 for the half day of jury duty that I served. But oh, also, yeah. I just want to add that, you know, I told my family, oh, I got COVID. So I think I finally convinced my mother, even though I've been guilting her for the past couple of weeks, you know, please go get your booster, ma'am. She finally did it, especially because she's going to the Lady Gaga concert this weekend Ooh. in D.C. It's at Nat Stadium, so at least it's outside. But I'm just like, Wah. You sure like, you want to go? Like, you're like rah rah ooh la la. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, do you know what you're getting yourself into, ma'am? I'm like, what's your outfit? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, you can't just roll up wearing Ann Taylor Loft to a Lady Gaga concert, mom. <laughs> Shane, it's your mom here. Jeez. She's just like, oh no. I'm like, okay, let me know how it goes. It's gonna blow her mind. It's gonna be funny. Oh mm -hmm. well, I'm glad I made it through the podcast. I hope everyone suffered through my voice. Oh, you really, you really persevered. My smoky Gavin. voice. Yet you per oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I, if persevered. anyone loved Gavin's voice, real gravelly here, call in and tell him to keep COVID. Get it. <laughs> AT is going to sample me saying all the words of the English language, so we can just use it to piece together our podcast. Yeah, on. Gavin won't even cut these anymore. I've got all the words in the bag, so I'll just piece them together. We've said all the words. Gaga. Anyway, I want everyone to have a good weekend. It's my birthday weekend, so everyone yes. have a good weekend for me. And uh, Send us some birthday get... love for AT, folks. Oh, please, yes. Everyone watch RRR, the, the Bollywood action movie on Netflix for my birthday. It's three hours long. Play in three hours. Watch it. Call in. Please review. It's the, okay. least, it's the least they could do, folks. Please. Everyone has three hours for their favorite podcast. Anyway, have a good weekend. Yes. Stay cool. It's very Stay hot. Cool. Gavin, say goodbye to all of them. Bye, folks. And also, be sure to mask up in certain big situations. I wish I would have. It's still going around out there. Be safe. Be safe. Get tested. Wash your hands. And again, thanks for listening to the pod. You can always show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on iTunes or a voicemail like Towner did at 803-563-7169. 
You can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Memo my name, Garvin. <laughs> Memo my name, Garvin. That's why I mean to say that. <laughs> Going at the end of the pod. I don't know. I had another. Like, thing I don't know. I, I got some other good ones.